Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Sure, we can keep talking about herpes. So the, the, the power of a simplex, very different, very different <laughs> yeah. conditions. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it wasn't. And, it was a yeah. weekend. And what a weekend! Thankfully, we, we decided to come back for Sunday night, fully prime. Craig's still away on vacation, golfing his ass off. We we heard from him, and his back's doing pretty good. So he's getting another round in. Yeah, that'd be what three, something like that. You know, when he comes back, he's going to be complaining about his fucking back. Oh yeah, oh, my back is so sore. I'm wondering if he's turned white or if he's still transparent. No, but like when <laughs> I said, the sun's taking a, a definitely a, a darker tan, <laughs> darker tinge of brown. <laughs> yeah, like it looks like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I tell you, I, I didn't get to closely watch the games today, but uh, I, I saw enough of them. I saw Spurs beat Man City. Did you watch the whole thing? Not the whole thing, but I saw enough of it. It was a great match with great drama going down to 10 men at the end there. And not only that, the announcers at around 86 minutes started talking about they haven't, Man City hasn't scored at this stadium yet. They've lost all four games. And I'm like, they're going to jinx it. They're jinxing it right now for this, yeah. for this Spurs. I was literally saying they were jinxing it. It was a great match. I tell you, Arsenal will be happy, won't they? Oh, let oh, off the hook oh, oh boy wow yeah i mean you can imagine how furious pep is i mean what oh. opportunity that was and for spurs I, you know i know i got a good number of friends of spurs fans and uh, speaking to some of them last week they said they'd, they'd rather lose at this point than hand arsenal the title which i mean it's still early right they're still playing city the next little while but uh, that's where they're at right now. That's their level of hatred for Arsenal. So they've won today in a famous victory. 
you've seen Harry Kane, their talisman, get his yeah. 200th Premier League goal. Incredible. Um, absolute legend. And some of them, I can guarantee you, some of them aren't that happy. Yeah. No, look, for me, okay, if I'm a Spurs fan, you know, and I get it. You're like, oh, we'd rather lose and, you know, put the pressure on Arsenal and all that. But at the end of the day, as a football club, you need to get in that Champions League. And if you want to compete and you want better players next season, you have to be in the Champions League spot. So you have to win everything. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe it goes against you and Arsenal, Arsenal wins it. Yeah, it's your local rival, but you still need that Champions League spot. They'd rather That's, finish fifth, though, some of these guys. Honestly, let well, see stupid. Arsenal but win. Charms, this is even crazier. I, I was on the table today. Fulham and Brentford had Tottenham not won. Had they lost to City, they were one win away, a win from tying them. So they could be seventh had they lost today, next week. Like, this is, to Jimmy's yeah. point, you know, fourth or fifth, at least fifth, you're in the Europa for sure, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't. They're know. in that Europa spot, and they got a very good chance of sneaking into into the Champions League. And like we're saying there, you're you're in a good spot right now for Tottenham, Tottenham to be in that spot right now, fighting for that Champions League. And if they don't get into it next season, believe me when I tell you that you're going to be even further down the table mm. because you're not attracting the players that you need. You might even lose Harry Kane. One hundred percent. Because Harry Kane wants to win. He wants to win something. And he wants to be playing Champions League football. But there's that fine line, right? When when your, when your hatred for your rival is a stronger emotion than the love of your team, then that's a problem. I think you got it wrong. And, and yeah. I'm not just you know highlighting Spurs fans here. I, I'm saying this because I've spoken to them. Not all of them, obviously. But, <laughs> but there's a couple of guys I know who have said this very thing. They'd rather Arsenal lose then Spurs finish, say, fourth, which I just can't – I can't fathom it. I really no. can't. You have to love your team more than worry about what the old rivals down the road are doing. You have to. Yeah, because you got to look at the – you got to look at the big picture, Sharms, right? And the big picture is, okay, if we get personal wins, okay, good luck to them. And I get it. I get that heated rivalry and that passion where you hate each other. But you've got to look after your own club at the same time and think we need to get in that – into that that Champions League spot, we need to be playing Champions League football next year. We're gonna we're gonna get more players. We're gonna attract better quality, and so in the next two three years, okay, maybe maybe it's your turn to start pushing for that for that Premier League title. Yeah. But to say, oh, we'd rather lose and not finish in the Champions League spot and see Arsenal not win it. Okay, well you're just going back. Yeah, exactly. You're going back. Pretty awful life if you think that way. You know, if you think about it, right? Pretty miserable. Yeah. But let's let's focus on Kane a little bit here, shall we? Because 200 Premier League goals, the third player to do that. He's done it in 304 games. That's two quicker than Alan Shearer. I mean, Jimmy, this this guy has no flash, right? To his lifestyle, he's a regular dude. Um, there's no controversy. He never says anything that stands out. He just plays football. He just scores goals. He, he's he's Got to be as a manager, as a coach, Jimmy, the perfect captain, the yeah, perfect striker to have in that team. One hundred percent, Charms. And look, if if I'm putting a manager's hat on right now, he's he's a dream to coach. Absolute dream to coach. You you know what you're going to get from him. You know he needs half a half an opportunity to finish. He can score. He works hard. You've seen him today, even chasing down down the center backs, chasing fullbacks down. And, 
you know, was, I thought his work rate was fantastic today. Very, very good. And that's what you want from a captain that leads by example. And at the same time, he's just so calm and collective in and around that box that he'll he'll punish teams and get you goals. So for for me, yeah, he's he would be a dream dream player to to coach because you just know you're you're getting no hassle with this guy. You're just getting a a, a workman like mentality. He's one of those guys, Wong. He's like an eight out of ten for everything, but he's not a ten out of ten for anything. Right. So he doesn't stand out. I mean, if you're watching closely, he's one of the great players in world football. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Of course he is, but because he does everything so well. But he hasn't got. He can't say, "Oh my God, his pace is just like electric." You can't say that. You can't say, "Oh, you know, one on one, there's no one better." You can't say that about him. You can't say there's no one that will, will, will thread a pass better than Harry. You can't say that, right? But he's damn close to being the best at all those things. But he's not quite the best. But as the collective, he's just super, 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 super sublime. Oh, That's the oh. word. Oh, oh, easy for you to say, wasn't it? Right? Easy for you to say. We well, you know it's one of those super, superb, sublime, superior. You know, there's love options there, and my brain didn't know is that a crossroads. You didn't know which which road to travel there. But you get the um, idea. I, you know what I did notice is how strong on the ball he was today. He was a man on the ball against some teenagers sometimes out there, where. You know, some of these guys are older teenagers or early 20s, and he was a man against some uh, boys out there sometimes, which was cool to watch because I had like that was my first. It was my first match this year seeing Tottenham play a really strong game for two for two two halves. Yeah, two halves. I think I could say that, Conte, by the way, Conte's not there. That's right. Recovering from gallstone, gallbladder surgery. He actually, um, I, I'm not sure if you saw the video, he, he called Harry in the locker room afterwards. Oh, wow. And he goes, you know, I'm so proud of you. And there's Harry going, oh, thanks. <laughs> his, <laughs> voice, his voice drives me nuts. <laughs> he's normal. He's a normal guy. So that's so the only thing he doesn't do well. He's got a three out of ten voice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he works for his England captain, so obviously he works, right? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that Conte being away, it got me thinking, Jimmy, this team hasn't played two good halves or very rarely two good halves all year. Um is there a, a, a when when your manager misses a game, there must be a certain amount of pressure lifted off the shoulders of the player, wouldn't you think? Especially a guy as emotional on the sidelines as Conte. I'm not saying they're better off without Conte. Well, maybe they are, but I'm not saying that. But, no, I, I mean, have you had experience where your manager missed a couple of games for whatever reason? Yeah. What, was there a lightness a, you know, on the field? No, I, I've I've had you know managers that were were suspended or they they've got sent off in matches and. You know, you, you play the next one and the assistant coaches are taking over. You know, the, the dynamic doesn't really change. You know, you're, you're still out there to, to do a job. Um, you In um, in football as well, you've you've got a great deal of respect for your managers. I mean, some managers, it, it piss you off and you don't like it, but you understand you you still got to go out there and perform and do a job. You know, whether he's there, he's up in the stands because he's been suspended. But um, I thought today was just a, a performance that just clicked for everybody didn't it? i thought you know even first second half it was just a, a good team performance they knew it was at stake they knew it was a match that they had to win and and they got the result today but um you know it it, it shows you um obviously the the respect that the players have if you know the manager's phoning up kane and they're having a conversation and, and i'm sure conti was probably phoning all the players and just having a good conversation with them telling them you know i thought you did well and because he'll he'll be delighted as well right but obviously you know be he'll be uh he'll be disappointed he wasn't there to to really enjoy that moment 
but uh, you know his his staff and and the players obviously did a did a great job today. So we were delighted for it. That's true, Roy. I suppose the managers also revel in their players' successes too. You know, in this case, he Harry's his captain. There's always a, a special connection between the manager and the captain. Um, and to see yeah. Harry get the record, yeah, or get to two not the record yet, but get to two hundred goals. He's all he's got the Spurs record, right? He beat Jimmy yeah. Greaves officially now. Yeah. Um, and for for a manager, he can take a lot from that as well. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, that's that just goes to show you that you know you're 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 calling individuals that that are reaching milestones in their career because you know he he was a player himself. He knows how difficult it is. He knows how tough that Premier League is. And for for Harry Kane to be scoring these goals and and setting records within the club, you know, it's it's what you do as a manager. Look, I was no different as well. Um, after matches, I, I would text my players. I would call my players, ask them how they were, if they played great, if they played didn't have a great game. You know, you're in constant contact with them because you you want to be that uh, that figure that's always there for them, right? And a lot of times too, you know, as 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 players, you finish the match and you go home and you know you're sitting with your friends or your family, but they just they don't really understand what you're going through as a player, and they don't understand the emotions as well that you've you've had throughout that game or that win and how you're feeling or when things are going bad and and sometimes you need that manager that you can just release and just have that conversation and just being totally honest and transparent and so it's it's important that managers do keep that that dialogue open with their with their players and they have that relationship did you release many of your players I did. Uh, I did uh, release a, a lot of tension from my players from, from phone calls. <laughs> You're so stupid. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Honestly, there's me. I'm trying to be trying to be a little bit professional, right? Give me some insight. Tell me how it works, and there we go, right? Hey, well, come on, tension and release. The word, the, the word I think you're looking for is gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> You you were trying to be a gentleman while you released them. Listen, Jimmy, if I if I allowed that to just you know come and go, so to speak. Oh, here we go again. Not it again. Come and go now, (laughs) Sharms. Hey, Sunday night. Tired. Been long weekend. Enjoying a beer or a glass of wine. Come on, jeez. Anyway, um, as for Man City, their 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 star striker Harland didn't get a touch in the box. All game, not once. <laughs> again, again. What? 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 Yeah, because I know I seen that stupid smile as soon as he said it. <laughs> no touching the box. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, being gentlemen and professionals, this is a twenty-five goal man. Yeah, you know, um, we've we've you know, let's not go over too much about Haaland he's brilliant right he's not the problem there but it's a bit of a transitional period for this team you know adjusting to having a guy in there who's so dominant I don't think they scored I think they're in the same number of goals this time as they were last year as a team but uh is it is it the service was it just one of those games I mean what what, if you're a City fan do you have any concern about this uh maybe maybe you do yeah you know these these are games that you you expect to win. You expect chances. I mean, how many how many touches did he have? Didn't didn't they say he only had like fourteen touches or something? Yeah, I can find that out. Not many, not many at all. And yeah, of course they're they're going to be frustrated. Look, I mean, it's just one of those matches as well where where Tottenham was on form tonight. They they came out 
they came out guns ablaze and you know they had a good game plan and they stuck with it they made it difficult for city yeah city created a few opportunities but i think you you needed to get more service going going into into holland i thought grealish grealish played well at times you know he does what he does and he frustrates defenders and he tries to get you those free kicks in and around the box which he did um but at the same time you you've you've got to capitalize and and they didn't today so holland obviously had a, disappointed holland 27 touches yeah, that was the fewest uh, among all city players, including um, the goalkeeper. Madison. Wow, that's a great conversation, though. We picked, I, I think I said 38, 38 goals this year. And he's at what, 25? 25, yeah. yeah. And I was last time when we did this, I know JC wrote them down. I should get that sheet. But the bigger thing is, have they started to figure them out or have they started to figure out how to stop the service? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so he doesn't move at that, get the opportunities even before, because he's still probably pr- pretty unstoppable once the ball is at his feet. Yeah. Is, is the approach to play it from the midfield and stop yeah. that attack? Well, look, it's it's like what we said before, right? When he was banging in all the, all the goals and, you know, getting hat tricks and two goals in this game and just lighting the league up. And we said, you know, it's going to take a little bit of time as well for the for the defenders to figure him out, you know, because he's, he's coming from a different league. Guys didn't know much about him. They knew he was big, but I think his pace surprised an awful lot of people in the league. His finishing ability, I think, has surprised an awful lot of people in the league as well. And if you're a defender... And he burns you once, twice. The next time you're playing him, you are watching so much video trying to shut this guy down because you know how lethal he is. And they're going to make it even more and more difficult every single match that they play, which means now him as a striker, he's got to adjust. Now he can't keep doing that same routine that he's been doing week in and week out. He's got to start figuring out different movements, different patterns to try to create space and create that half a yard to get off that shot now, right? So it's, it works both ways. Now it's almost like a chess match. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to figure each other out. And then when you do figure somebody out, then that individual has got to change his game now and his tactics. And it's also like, like to Wong's point, it's to, to shut him down, you shut down the service too. And it's how you play the wingers, yeah. you know, and, and whether they figured out or not. I mean, this is why, why Pep is so brilliant though, right? Um, there's been times in his career where teams have kind of figured out his Barcelona or his Bayern Munich or his Tissot, but he then takes it to the next level and yeah. figures it out, right? That's that's the fascinating part about this. Um, I will say this, Holland's body language sucks, right? He, he has he strikes that pose of a petulant little kid at times when things aren't going right for him. You know, like yeah. throws his hand, shrugs his shoulder, looks down at the ground, cursing to yeah. himself. He's like um, like a Ronaldo in, in many ways in that regard. Yeah. A lot of strikers are, I suppose, right? But it, it's something to keep your eye on, I think. Yeah, they they are looking and with strikers, you you know what they're like. They're they're selfish. All strikers are very very selfish, right? And you know he he is he is young. We forget about that sometimes, right? Just because the way that he plays, he he's just plays with that maturity and he's got that presence on the pitch. But he's still he's still young, and I'm sure look. The coaching staff will probably put their arm around them and say, hey, listen, you know, we understand you get frustrated at games and everything. But the minute that you start putting your hands up, the minute that you start complaining or, you know, having a word and swearing under your breath, the defenders are looking at that going think, yes, he's frustrated. We've got him frustrated right now. So now the defenders are thinking we've got one up and you can never let the defenders think that. 
defender has always got to think this guy's dangerous and he's causing problems. And and if they if you're playing against a striker that doesn't show that negativity, that's always kind of positive, that's always keeps going and going. You as a defender start getting frustrated now because you think, fuck, if I got this guy, I don't know if I've got him. But when he starts putting his hands up and he's kicking in and he's yelling, then you know that he's frustrated as a player. So the defender's got the advantage now. So I'm sure the coaching staff will be talking to him, telling him, hey, listen, you can't show these emotions at times because, you know, it's a, it's a mind game as well when you're playing on that pitch with, with defender. No matter how frustrated you are, you've got to play with controlled emotions. But that team, I mean, look at it. I mean, they've played more football than anyone over the last number of years. Um, and we talk about Liverpool being fatigued from last year, playing, you know, over 60 games. Well, City also played a ton of games last year as well. Um, yeah. they, they lose Jesus. They lose Zinchenko. Fernandinho is no longer there. Raheem Sterling leaves as well. Yeah. Um, you know, there's changes to this team. There's rumors about, you know, Bernardo Silva leaving this past January, which were crazy rumors to me, but they come from somewhere. Ilke yeah. Gundogan could be leaving uh, this summer as well. Yeah. There's a change. There's a change of foot at that club, and and the great clubs maintain consistency, right? And they're still in second place. They're still in contention for a championship, despite yeah. going through all this stuff, right? Would it surprise you, Jimmy, if suddenly it all clicked in in a week or so from now and they they run the season without losing another game? It wouldn't surprise me. No, I don't think it would, Charms. You, you know the quality that they have there. Um, there's always going to be speculation. There's always speculation with the top clubs and players throughout the league in general. Um, but what you've got to just think, that's that's white noise and you leave it leave it outside the dressing room um, and you've got to focus on on your job. Um, Man United's going to make it difficult for them now. Man United plays uh, Leeds on Wednesday. If back Man back. Yeah, if man if man you wins that match or tie for points from second place now, I mean <laughs> only goal difference is gonna separate the two, but that's just more pressure that's on City at the moment. So now you could be tied with Man United as of Wednesday, right? You've dropped points, you're still what, five points away from from Arsenal. Like it's now you're coming towards the, the end of the season. Um and this is this is where you know certain teams that they, they separate the men from the boys. And do they have enough quality, which they do absolutely, but have they got that mentality now that they're not going to get frustrated because they got teams that are knocking on their heels right now and and they're giving up points that they shouldn't be. Normally they wouldn't be giving up those points. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And I'm sure, you know, in that in training this week, um, there's gonna be a lot of talk about mentality, that's for sure. And Charms, it's funny that you mentioned that his body language because it wasn't just him pep seemed frustrated um the whole i remember off one corner kick they argued with the ref that it didn't go you know it it, it was the right call it was the wrong call but they got the court i mean i understand why they argued but it was like they gave up the biggest goal ever and yeah. their whole team looked frustrated so to jimmy's point it seems like they're feeling the pressure more than any other squad right now or finding themselves in a position that they're not comfortable in. I mean, maybe that's it. Yeah, perhaps. But, you know, in the end, I guess they were fortunate, just as, as Arsenal were fortunate, because the Gunners dropped points too, right? They lose. Yeah. Their second yeah. game of the, the entire season. Against whom? Against Everton. <laughs> Sean Deitch, as we called it, Jimmy. Yes, as you called did. it. Hey, by the way, there was another game that we called as well. Yep, Brighton over Bournemouth. No. Now, this was way more impressive. We said... Wolves, didn't I? Uh, yep, you know, you did. You know what? Don't, I be a, did. don't be a prick. 
No, no, we're gonna go. He's on a hot streak. We're going. We're going to bet on everything Jimmy says. I didn't, didn't, didn't I say wolves? Yeah, you did. You wolves, did say wolves. wolves. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Well, do you want to start with that match, or do you want to start with Everton against Arsenal? Well, let's talk about Everton. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You know what I love about it is is the goal was uh, James Tukowski from Dwight McNeil, yeah. two Burnley boys, two two boys who found themselves under Sean Dyche at Burnley, and they rewarded their new gaffer and their old gaffer at the same time. What a performance, eh? Yeah. I mean, okay, you can criticize Arsenal, right? But 29% possession, they win this game. It could have been more than 1-0. There were chances there. I thought Onana was brilliant. Decore was superb. Yeah. Um, and overall, you look at that starting 11, and Everton, okay, they're, they're still in danger, but I mean, that's a team that shouldn't be going down. It's a decent-looking team. And yeah. after less than a week, Jimmy, less than a week on the training field, yeah, he, he accomplished something, didn't he? No, he he did, he did, and you could see um, just Daichi's presence and influence played a massive role today, or not today, but the other day. The uh, I thought their work ethic was fantastic all around the uh, around the pitch, and that's what he demands. He de- he demands that workman like mentality where it's when we go out there and we put on that shirt, we've got to work. We've got to work, and there is no passengers in that team. And I thought collectively as a whole, every single player was they, – they played their role. They won their individual battles. Um, you know, they, they made it difficult for Arsenal, and, and it was good to see. And I think one thing that helped as well with Daichi and his – and one of his, uh, his press conferences when he was talking about the Everton team – and he was saying, yeah, we can go out there and we can buy players and we can we can bring this player and this player. But those players that come in have got to be better than what we got and they've got to make a difference. And if they don't make a difference, then we don't want these type of players to come in. And he actually pointed back in the dressing room and said, we've got some fantastic quality in that dressing room and we need to get the best out of these players. We've got to give them every single resource to be successful. And him and his staff with, with Ian Wone and Steve Stone, you know, they've been around a long time. They understand it. They've, they've played at the highest level. They know how the dressing room works. They know how Daichi works. And it, it all clicked. But where I'm going with this is you've got a manager that's come in and is more or less saying, we've got great players in there. We trust what we've got. And let's give them opportunities. So there was already a belief going into that game that the manager's got your back. And the yeah. manager's going to support you. And the manager's going to give you everything, every tool that you need to be successful. And all you've got to do is listen to what him and the staff want to do. And we're going to have this certain mentality and work ethic. And this is what's going to get us results. And it worked. He, he has never, as a coach, walked into a locker room and had that much talent available to him. Never. 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 Well, not at Watford. Not at, not at Burnley. No. Nowhere. And, and he kept that team up for six years in the Prem. So, you know, you might call it a new manager bounce this weekend and okay, call it what you want, but I really believe this is a great fit for a team that's run horribly, horribly yeah. run club. But yeah. He's the one stable, like you mentioned there, that can come in and really take control. And you said it, he's got that presence about him, right? I mean, I don't know yeah. the guy. You know him, he's your captain. Um, but just watching him over the, over the years and the sidelines and the interviews, if you see yeah. the, the coach's voice, it's a great, you've got to, if you haven't seen it, watch the Sean Dyche episode. It's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. He's just a guy that you would, you would, you would listen to and you'd do what he wants. Yeah. I thought it was great. What I, what I found really fascinating, I loved Wonga was um, in his post-match interview, he said that, you know, among the things he did was he spoke to the players and said, listen, you've let down the previous manager and his staff 
Wow. You let and, and I, I let the lads know they let they let him down. I mean that I love that. That's class, right? That's yeah, saying, pay, I, I'm, it, I'm fortunate being where I'm at right now, but it's on the players right now. He's putting it on their shoulders to prove him wrong. And there's yeah. a level of reverence that is uh, given back to the old manager. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, hey, you're, I'm not throwing him under the bus. You guys were the ones who gave up. Yeah. This is yeah. on you, right? Yeah, yeah. You're 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 totally right. And I think I think it was brilliant because you you he ended up showing respect for Frank Lampard. Now. Frank Lampard's no no he gets the game he understands the game and I'm sure he had some great tactics but maybe it just didn't come across the way that it, it should have and the players did let him down because at the end of the day you can you can train these players and you can give them ideas and give them as many tools and resources as you like but at the end of the day those players got to go out there and perform and if they're not performing it they've got to hold their hand up and fingers got to be pointed as well you're not doing your job and the Everton players haven't been doing a job, but it goes to show you that they do have it in their locker to work, to to get a result, you know, to to create opportunities because they did that against Arsenal. So it's there. You just got to get it out of them. So what is Frank Lampard think, thinking when he's oh, watching God. that game? <laughs> uh, he's probably thinking, what, what beach am I going to go to? <laughs> yeah, probably not worried about it either. No, but it must kill him. Though. Like, my God, all I, I try to get this out of my players. They wouldn't do it. Decore is a great example. Decore, that was his first start since the middle of August. He was in the doghouse under yeah. Frank Lampard. This guy, I, I love this guy at Watford. What, what a great player he was. And it hasn't worked out for him. Have you... Any experiences, Jimmy, you know, with, with a teammate who was in the doghouse who, who you didn't really understand why he was in the doghouse or someone that wasn't getting minutes who, who you thought, why isn't the gaffer playing him? We, we need oh, him right yeah. now. Oh, all, yeah, all the, all the time. All the time, Charms. You, you get manage, or players that are like that. Um, you know, in training, you think they're brilliant, but they just got that personality. They might have that face that the, that the manager just doesn't like. You know, It's crazy, and, Jimmy, how yeah. like it could be so personal. It's yeah. just something like that. Oh, he reminds me of the old bully. I don't yeah. like his bully face. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. playing him. You know. But that's what it's like. I know. Just, or he might just rub you the wrong way. And yeah. Like, Fuck, this guy annoys the shit. Like, I want him out. But he could be an exceptional player. And it happens. It happens everywhere in the world, right? No matter what job it is, the guy might be good at something, but you just somebody rubs you the wrong way or he's got that face and you're just like, Fuck, I can't deal with this guy. I want do him I, out. Do I, do I have that, that face? Yeah, I told you all the time. Yeah, you you rub you rub everyone the wrong way, <laughs> or is it the right way? Oh, well, you just suck the soul out of us. <laughs> hey, I made you laugh today a couple of times at least. I I got so into uh, Everton and Arsenal on Saturday that I looked up why they were called the Toffees. I didn't understand that. I you know what? Um, I I do know this, but I've completely forgotten why. So some candy maker from Liverpool, the t- uh, they were he made a candy black and white, which were the uniforms of Everton at the time, and he gave them out to all the Everton fans, and they became the Toffees. No That's way. it. Yeah, that was it. Then I don't cool. know that story. There you go. I, I also found out something about Man U and, and Man City, and one of the reasons why Man or Man U always had kind of blue in their away jerseys, and that was because apparently way back when. When it first started off, Man United didn't have jerseys, and Man City lent them their jersey. They're like they're the year prior, a year previously, their jerseys for them to play certain matches, and that's why 
still today they kind of wear that little blue because they actually wore blue at one point which what was a bunch of ungrateful dicks <laughs> <laughs> that's what i heard that's what i, I heard I, let's go with it i love that well, so they I, owe they owe cities like without city they would have you know couldn't have played the game with no shirts so i crashed I, I out and been suspended and wouldn't have yeah. exi- existed i wasn't very happy about the city away outfits today they right. were a bit too they were like 1990s hulk hogan wwe you know they were macho man macho man savage like that's how bad it was it was like close to that yeah but it's i think it's also the way that some of the players rock it like when you look at Grealish, Grealish is wearing like a U U eight socks. Yeah. He's got and shorts. You know, a U twelve short. Oh my god. <laughs> and a U fifteen jersey. They're very tight shorts, aren't they? Tight. Yeah. It's almost like lycra on them. Yeah. Like now, a tiger. He, he does it because he has got great legs. Right. He's got a tiger crush. Yeah. They're like, I mean, he could be you know, like doing deadlifts and squats of like three thousand pounds, man. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty impressive legs. Very, very impressive legs. Well, I wasn't thinking about that, fellas. I was just thinking about yes. Come on, going. Jimmy. <laughs> you were a little bit. Come on. A little bit. Fucking hell. It's okay, Jimmy. Um, do you want to get to Liverpool against Wolves? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or do so you? They are lost you going to start crying in your beer? Home. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's just, it's it's incredible, the decline right now. Yeah. Eight eight out of 30 points away from home right now. And, okay, the, the injury is... There's a good excuse to a certain point, but where's the energy in this team? Yeah. Where's the urgency? They've, they've lost everything, Jimmy, it seems, right now. Everything that, that Klopp built has just whoosh, disappeared in the course of, of a year or so. Yeah. I thought that, you know what, Warner and Sharms, I thought that was my moment where I could go get myself a beer because I was expecting you to go on about a five-minute <laughs> I can't I was even like, like, I was like, I'm, I'm going to sneak off and grab a beer because this guy's going to lose his mind. I've had three beers already. This is the time to have a four-minute pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I don't know what to say anymore about this this team at the moment. The mistakes, Joel Matip, who's been so consistent since he arrived at Liverpool, is appalling. Joe Gomez, who once upon a time was considered a future England starting centre-back, utterly dreadful. Thiago is, I mean, we keep talking about how great he can be. Well, I'm still fucking waiting to see it or for more than two games in a row. You know, if there's one guy in, in world football that's building his, his season on reputation, it's him. I'm not seeing it. I'm sorry, I'm just not seeing it. When he's having errant pass after errant pass, there's a big issue with that team. Um, up top, Mo Salah just just turned off the gas. Maybe it's the bushy beard now. It's too bushy. When he when he's a slightly closer shave, he's a lot better. Cody Gakpo, Cody Yakbo, Jesus Christ, <laughs> makes me want to puke. Where's the freaking World Cup form, Cody? And as for Darwin Nunes, oh my God, God Darwin is what? Isn't that like the the, the, the strong survive and yeah. the weak die? Yeah, keep going. I'm pouring my Guinness. No, he's now. good. He's he, Jimmy did go and get a beer, so everyone knows that Charms had his <laughs> soliloquy there. And now there's Jurgen Klopp post match press conferences refusing to answer questions from he's certain journalists. Up. Grow the hell up, Jurgen. Grow the hell up, giving man. up. Hey, can you I know, ask when, you? It's, when it's going well? He's grow smiles, air, chummy, chummy, joking around with the media when things go badly. He's a he's worse than Mourinho. Remember that they had this guy um, who they wanted to sign and they couldn't because they couldn't afford both Salah and, and the other guy was Mane. Yeah, Mane, yeah. Has Salah all of a sudden, like he doesn't have that other 
other player there to act as a decoy or act as Listen, you know, they miss money and, and they miss Diaz, who's hurt, and they and miss Jota. But yeah. I'm sorry, Jota. if you're if you're making three hundred thousand a year a, a week, as yeah. Salah is, if you're one of the top struggles in world football, you must adjust to who's around you. That can't be an excuse, and he's not making that excuse. In fairness, and, and he has scored some goals this year, but what used to go in, like what what used to just curl and bite in that far post and and find a way, and is now missing the goal by by a couple of feet. Yeah, he's just not on right now. Well, here here's one for you, Charms. Right when you when you look at teams that are are successful over the years, okay. Once you win a championship, you've you've got to look at start bringing in fresh faces and moving players on because you keep that energy relevant within that dressing room, right? And you keep that hunger and that demand. You look at Alex Ferguson over the years. That that team changed quite a bit. New players were coming in, players were leaving. He also swapped and changed his, his assistant coaches. That's true. Yeah. Over the years, because it was a fresh voice. It was something different, right? And I think with, with Klopp, yeah, you got the majority of players that you're trying to keep and you're trying to keep them going, but no, you need you need something fresh in there right now. And you need players that are going to come in there, fight for the cause, fight for the badge. You're a team that's won a Champions League, you've won the Premier League. So you've got a high standard, but you need to bring in new players that are going to keep that standard high. You have to. And you've got to shift players out. And maybe Salah. Salah's at the point now. Move him on. Move him on. It's not performing. Out. Next guy in. And you've got to build that again. You know, Man City, the exact same over the last, what, five years? It's not the same squad. Squad keeps changing. Somewhat, yeah. It does. It does. But at the same time, you need the owners to invest in the squad. And Liverpool right now are for sale. The entire recruitment department are gone as of this time next year. Yeah. There's so much instability there. And, and, and I think you need, I mean, listen, John Henry has been a good owner for this club. When, when he bought that club from Hicks and Gillette, man, it was, you know, at rock bottom. He turned yeah. it around. He's invested in the stadium. Um, yeah. There's been some money in the squad, but he's also sold a lot from that squad. And the overall net, net um, profit he's made on those, you know, it, it's not great. He, he's yeah. not nothing close to um, a handful of teams around him in the standings. No, 100%. But I think, Charms, if you look at it and you go, okay, Liverpool won, won the Premier League. They won the Champions League. Were they the highest spenders in the Premiership? Never, no. no. Never. Leicester City won, a, won the Premier League. Were they the highest spenders? No, they weren't. So it comes back down to your, your scouting and your recruiting. Yep. You know your budget. You know the players that we got to go after. We can't compete. We can't go buy, you know, uh, a player for $100 million or 150 We can't do that. So now we've got to be strategic and we got to go out there and we've got to find the right players that are going to come in here and do a job. And they can do it. They've done it before. It works. But they've just got to fix what they're, what they're doing right now. You look at, you know, uh, Chelsea, for instance. It's about $600 million. $600 fucking million. And they can't. They can't even score a goal. They've scored seven goals in twelve games, and they're they're a point better than Liverpool right now, right? So all okay. their all their new players their money go find some players. But they, all their they, new all their new guys played in the game on the match on the weekend, yeah, and, and they still can pot. Yeah, they can still pot. Those, I mean, those signings are young players. They're they're for next year, right? Yeah, they're not going to finish top four. Okay. I don't think the ownership expect them to finish top four this year it's too late right it's about next year but i mean liverpool thought i mean we can talk about the lack of investment and it is it is it is relevant but they're still spending enough money to not be in 10th place in the league right <laughs> they should not be in 10th place 
mean, that's is is incredible. The decline of every name one player on that team who's having a good season is is um is was Van Dyke having a good season? No, Matip. No, was Andy Robertson having a good season? No, was uh, he's, probably the, he's, probably, no. he's probably one Trent. of the better ones. Yeah, Trent, one of the better ones. Sure, <laughs> was was Trent? Trent's been awful this year. Henderson's um looks tired from the World Cup. Not very good. Fabinho, very poor this season. I mentioned Thiago already, and the players up top. Not one player outside. Maybe Bajevich, the new kid in the midfield, who's just broken in. He looks really good, really promising. Harvey Elliott's been okay. Allison, tell you, without Allison, I don't know where they'd be right now. Yeah. Um, so there's this maybe three players at this point who I'd say, okay, you know, thank you. You're putting in a good campaign so far. Three players. Everyone else has declined dramatically. It's yeah. it's just crazy. It, it really is. Yeah. And now they have to enter the summer, a, a massive summer for this club, a massive moment to try and get some rebuild that midfield, rebuild defense without Champions League football, more than likely. Yeah. So now, who, who do you recruit? Now, okay, I'll say this about Liverpool with their history, and they're a very story club, right? They've got a weird kind of feeling like this club compared to most. They can probably convince a player to come around for, for a year or so without Champions League football, maybe. Um, but it's going to be more difficult. There's no doubt about it. Because most players, yeah. if, you're, if you're competing with Man City or Chelsea or United or Newcastle for the signature of a certain player and you can't offer Champions League football, but they can, they're in the driver's seat. Yeah, that's a fact. So things aren't good there. They're not good. No. It was a fun run while it lasted. Is Klopp the right man for the job, Jimmy? Oh, here we go. No, I think <laughs> he is. I, I, no, no, I think he is. But it's being asked, right? The question is being asked, right? Yeah. Now. Look, I, I think he is. I think he is. Um, but the only thing that I think he needs to do is, I think he needs some change. I think he needs some fresh blood. I think even on the coaching staff, get get somebody new in there, new voice. Um, because, like what I said before, you know, when when you are a manager and you're there at one club for so long, your your voice only carries for so long, and then eventually it's. It just becomes routine. Um, players end up just not, and it's not being disrespectful, but it's just the only way I can compare it is: imagine you had the same school teacher from grade one to grade eight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'd be, yep. at the end, you'd be like, "Fucking shut up! Like, leave me alone!" Like, you know? <laughs> like, it'd be like your parent. It'd be like your, your mom or your dad talking to you the whole time. You're like, "Come on, leave me alone!" You know? So yeah. you you sometimes you need that fresh voice. It's going to come in, not one of your assistants that you have there now, but just somebody new creates a little bit of energy. This is why and, you brought Amy aboard, right? Right. Yeah. Because right. no, everybody's <laughs> probably sick of us, and now you got Amy in there, and they all love yeah. Amy now, and yeah, they geez. hate us. It's so obvious, right? How how she's like, you know, the cool new thing, and like we're just scum. I like, know. Oh, well, more Amy. What's, what's Amy going to say about that? What's Amy going to say? What's her opinion? Yeah, yeah, we Amy, get Amy, it. Amy, she's the uh, the number one, you know, number one, like a bullet to the top of the, of the Billboard chart. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus. everyone wants to hear about Amy. Yeah, even our supporters club, you know, like, yeah. oh, Amy, Amy, Amy. Well, that, Amy, that just Amy, goes Amy. to show you how frustrated there are supporters. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, the dark web, right? I, I bet they got their own dark web where they just rip us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just hammer. <laughs> These guys Except like, it's called Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. They, I, I think block them right, all. Block them all. <laughs> <laughs> we love Amy, too. We need Amy. 
Um, United beat Palace 2 0. Casemiro with a red card late in that one. Should have been two red cards, by the way. Was it? Who was it? There, there were two throat grabs, which you can't do in football, apparently. Any any hand to the throat or the face, straight red card. Uh, Put a hand know. off in rugby. Jesus I Christ. I don't know about that, guys. I don't know about that. You know, he grabbed them and it's too delicate to call. Shit happens. Yeah. You know, and he's he's grabbed them and he it wasn't it wasn't malicious. Like he wasn't choking them and shaking them and going, ah, you know, it's part of the moment and frustration. Everybody comes in, he grabs them and he pushes them off, and then everybody walks away, and then he gets sent off for that. Come on. Come on. It was Casemiro. I mean, he has got the most angelic face, I think, in the league, doesn't he? Yeah, and you don't know what he was saying. Maybe he's like, "Hey, beautiful, let's dance." Or, yeah, exactly. You know, like, what are you? Where, where are you going tonight? You fancy lobster in the cafe? What do you want? You Maybe got a beautiful neck. I love your neck. It's gorgeous. Maybe he said that. <laughs> Maybe he went, "Fuck you! You got a thick neck there." Like, what do you do? Like head curls? It's all interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel bad. And that's him. why that's why he looks so frustrated as well when he got sent off because he's probably saying. But referee, you know, I'm, yeah, come on, I, I got his email. That neck? Have you seen that neck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I dare you. I, I challenge you not to touch that neck. Yeah, go, go touch it. Feel it. It's beautiful. It's like a ball constrictor. I think you. I think he, <laughs> he, uh, he, he's sending me neck pics. <laughs> <laughs> look, look yeah. at my phone. He's, yeah. still, he's sending me neck pics. I just yeah. need to touch it. <laughs> exactly. And the player, the players said in the dressing room that I couldn't get both hands around his neck, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so thick. Yeah. <laughs> the girth of that neck is. Just that something neck. else. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, what a dark road we go down sometimes, don't we? We do. Oh, Leicester beat for, uh, Villa four two. Tete with his debut goal. Yeah, First ever good. Brazilian to play for Leicester. What is it about Brazilian players? Why are they all so good? Even the bad ones are good. Got to make your dough, man. Oh, they got nothing yeah. else to do. They just, yeah. they just play football twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. Brighton beat Bournemouth. Tomo scored again. He's Brighton, eh? I was. I keep looking at the table, and I'm like, God, it's just love it. Pretty just, fun you know what, up in that what, six, seven, eight. You know, with it's the Brazilian, cool. with the with the Brazilians, maybe maybe if the Canadian footballers, maybe if we spent more time at Woodbine Beach, you know, playing keepy uppy and yeah, you go down there in the summertime, you, you get down there, right? I mean, there's all the volleyball and all the the the, the footy being played down there. There's tons of Brazilians down there. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Maybe the Canadians. We we got to start doing that. Never mind the five sides. Let's get on the beach in the summer and see everybody down at Woodbine and let's play. So, how about we just go down there and hang out and just like drink beer and watch? Yeah, that's I'm more for that. Yeah, fuck playing. So this well, whole thing about come on Canada, let's 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 yeah. <laughs> improve the the football DNA. No, no, you, let's just go down there and drink. It's kind of what this is. Are you allowed? we'll go down there. Wong or for we'll we'll go down there. We'll get a DJ. We'll get some flamenco dancers. Mm, yeah. We'll, okay. We'll do it up. Yeah. Okay. Love that idea. We need more DNA in in the Canadian football culture. I'm sure there'll be lots of volunteers. <laughs> 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 Newcastle tie West Ham 1 1. Uh, Leeds lost to Forest today. Your boys. Come your on, boy, you Jen- Brennan Johnson. Mike, he, well, he's turned it around. He's, fi- he's found his feet, it seems, in the Premier League now. What a finish. Jimmy that Brennan was, Johnson. Brother. Jimmy Brennan Johnson. What a finish that was. Great finish. Just connected it perfectly. Couldn't have done it better myself, mate. 
You're definitely good enough. No, not at all. No, I couldn't have either. No, but it was a good, good. I'll tell you one thing though, right? And I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm buzzing for Forrest because I thought, you know, they, they, they got the result. They did well. But you can't take anything away from this Leeds team. This Leeds are good. But the only issue that they have is, you know, Winning defensively. Games? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. But defensively, they're good. They're organized. They got good work ethic. They shut down. They close, close the space as well. They just can't score. They just cannot score goals. And that's their that's gonna be their, their biggest demise is that you know, the the lack of scoring and, and quote creating those those opportunities in that final third. But overall, they're you can't you can't deny it. They're a fun team to watch. And you feel for Jesse Marsh because you think you're doing everything right, but you just cannot put the ball in the back of the net. And here's the thing, right? He, he's creating this real American DNA there, right? Weston McKenney now joins. Um, if they fire him, <laughs> there's a lot of Americans there, right? Yeah. I'm not saying they can't compete and they need an American manager. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, this is this whole kind of vibe around Leeds right now is the US of A, isn't it? Well, they, what are they Led got? by they got, him. Yeah, they got three... I think they got three now, right? McKenney, Adams, and who's the other one? Aronson. Aronson. And then they just brought in, um, what's his name as assistant coach? Armis. Armis. Yeah. yeah. Chris Armis as the assistant coach now. So yeah. Yeah, there's there's a big American influence there. So you, sure. you, there's one thing you didn't leave the, uh, I want the stat of the week, Jimmy, that you shared with us on the dark web. Which one was Forrest that? Forrest has the most points. Correct. In 2023. They've got 11 points, the most points by any Premier League team in 2023 so far. Do they really? Yeah. Yep, they Forrest do. do. Yeah, Forrest. Why do you fucking seem surprised? They've just... they spent fucking Forrest, Jimmy. They spent a boatload. <laughs> I know. On, on 29 players, I, I get that. But why, why am I surprised by it? It was the start of the year for a reason, because it's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> and then who do, who, do we, who do we play next? Fulham. Ooh, could be Ooh, another three point there for us. That's gonna be a very good game. Yeah. For me, Fulham Fulham's one of the one of the best teams in the Premier League at the moment right now. Well the table would say they are for sure. They're they, well, the eighth place right now, type type Chelsea. Good. And when you look at, at teams that you think are, are uh that you expect to be there or you don't think would be there, but Fulham and Brighton are two teams that are very, very good good football in size right now, and with limited budgets as well. Brentford too. And Brentford, yeah. Brentford they they won well. again this weekend. Smashed, uh, was it Southampton? Yeah. yeah 3-0. 3-0. Did you hear about the Southampton manager after the match? No. Oh, so he, Nathan Jones? Yeah, Nathan Jones. It's all going off there where he was saying that, you know, he feels as a manager he's he's got it wrong. Um, he's been too accommodating to the players, being Premier League players. Um, and he goes, I need to get back to basics. I have to get back to basics and I've, I've got to start implementing my my standard of play, my philosophy of play. He goes, I've been too worried about accommodating players and the way that they want to play rather than me implementing my style. So for me, that just goes to show you that there's some turmoil there. If you're an owner, you're looking at that now, hearing those remarks going, fucking hell, does this guy know what he's doing? Yeah, well, that, that, that was the issue when they him. signed him. He'd never, never had any experience in the Premier League before. Yeah, quite of an, well, did a great job, but uh, underwhelming hire. And now yeah, he's admitting I, it. Basically, I wasn't ready. Yeah, he's admitting it now. Yeah. So now you're looking at it, going, okay, I think he's what they've they've lost seven and eight games or something like that. Yeah, they won a few cup games, I, right? Remember that little spin there, but yeah. they were still losing yeah. in the league. 
but but in but in league play, I think they've they've lost seven out of eight or something in the last three eight points, or something. fifteen so, points from twenty one games. They're three points yeah. from uh, safety. Yeah, so it's it's not looking good. So I, I can imagine what it's going to be like there this week. And I'm sure the players in the dressing room, obviously, they're going to hear that and they're going to be thinking, well, we've got a manager now that, you know, he's going to be coming into training this week like a, a bear with a sore head. So, What is Southampton like, Jimmy, as a football town? Uh, is it Can it be tough to play in if, if things aren't going well? Yeah, no, for sure. You know, the, the Saints fans, they get it. They understand the game. Um, they'll let you know when things aren't right. Um, are they, You're not is, going out on a Saturday night, Jimmy, if you lose? No, it's it, but it's not it's not one of those places where they're as hard as what some other 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 teams are in the country, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is it is the South Coast. You're right on, yeah, right on the water. It's it's a beautiful place, um, and they do love their football. Don't get me wrong, um, and the pressure is going to be there. But I'm sure they're going to make themselves uh, make themselves heard this week for sure after these comments. So that's a, a difficult situation right now. And then for me, that kind of just shows a manager that's kind of, you know, sure, yeah, you've, you've realized your mistake and you've come out publicly and said that um, and you're going to try to correct it, but are you going to have enough time to correct it? And number two, you've also just told everybody that maybe you're not ready for that job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. I mean, it's fine. If, if results turn around now, great. But if they don't, he's a dead man walking, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's under the cosh right now. That's for sure. After that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, before we leave, uh, going across Europe, Kyle Laren off the bench for Valladolid does it again. He scores another goal. Valladolid win two straight games. Thanks to Captain Canada, Kyle Laren. Fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. And wasn't, no. and wasn't getting played in Lille. At all in Bruges. Oh, Bruges. Sorry. Yeah, Bruges. Yeah, wasn't playing at all. So that that's twice now he's come off the bench. He scored in the 90th minute. Scored in the 78th minute in this this match. They were in I think 18th. They were in relegation, weren't they? Mm -hmm. And now they're in In five clear. They're in 13 points. Yeah. (laughs) They love him. Sorry, not 13 points. They're in 13th place. So they're six uh, five points clear now of relegation. So fucking well done. And yep. your manager's going to be giving that one to himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> always knew. Always knew. We were just he's, waiting for the right price. He's going to be the, the new Paul Pesicillito Paul super sub. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bayern Munich won. A um, couple of draws, obviously, start the, the restart for them. Fonzie began on the left, started. Uh, Cancelo on the right, which is kind of what, what we thought might happen when, when they signed him. I know we saw him playing on the left for City, and that kind of raised some eyebrows about Fonzie. Um, but Cancelo can also play on the right, did just that, and Bayern won emphatically. Real Madrid lost again today, Barcelona won. Osman scored two more goals for, for Napoli, so uh, it's all happening, and Osman will be probably the name, I think, this summer, as far as a bidding war for where does he go? Him and, him and Jude yeah. Bellingham, it seems that's going to what, what's gonna happen, because this guy is just money. He's, he's lights out right now. He's just scoring for fun. City yeah. won it. Well, not City. United won him, apparently. Chelsea, surprise, surprise. Any big-name player, they come into the Prem. Simple as that, because only the Prem can afford these guys right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think we're going to give a shout-out to Alistair Johnson as well. Celtic beat uh, St. Johnson 4-1. He played again. 
he might be called St. Johnston if he keeps going this way at Celtic, eh? Yeah. It's a funny league, though, isn't it, with Celtic and Rangers? They just pump teams. I mean, Celtic right now has got, in 25 games, they've scored 78 goals. <laughs> right? <laughs> in 25 games, 78 goals. <sighs> they've conceded 18. They're plus 60. And the plus 25 60. games in. In 25 games. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's crazy. What, what do you think, think, think it's boring for them? I mean, you're playing a parkhead, right? You're playing in front of you know a, a full stadium, incredible atmosphere. Of course you are, but like unless you're playing against Rangers, you're probably going to win. Do you think it gets boring as a footballer? I mean, it's it's got it's night. I mean, it'd be just weird, just putting on your gear every day, just going all right. What are we going to thump these guys? Four one, three one today, five nil. And then you get drawn I mean, against a you know a Barca or a Bayern in in, in the Champions League, and you yeah, and, you, first yeah. and you get like, grounded. You get grounded real quick. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> in the Champions League and the UEFA Cup. But I mean, to play, imagine imagine playing twenty five games. You've won twenty three, twenty three games. You've won. You've drew one and lost one. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, there's a reason why those two have won the league over the last what thirty years. Yeah, no, so of course. I, I don't see it changing anytime soon either. Unfortunately, right? it's a real no. problem. Yes. I don't but know how they get better. Celtics sitting on seventy points, right? And Rangers, obviously, sixty-one. They're always hovering, like the two of them, close. Hearts is in third place with forty-two points. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I, so it's, it's not a two-horse race, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's, it's you know. I don't know. Long term, I don't know what Scottish football looks like. There's a lot of questions that are currently being debated and always have been about the next step for those two clubs in particular. And is it better for them to jump to, you know, the English system? Yeah. Would they be welcomed? Would it hurt Scottish football, improve Scottish? I, I don't know. This, this... this is this is what I think. I'm going to we'll, we'll go here just quickly. Right. And I, I like Celtic. I grew up kind of a Celtic fan. All right. But. If Celtic and Rangers both go down into England and work their way up, right, the, the way they're meant to, right, probably take them a few years and they'll, they'll get up there because they got the finance, they got the support. But for Scottish football, I think it would create a new lease of energy across the whole country because now you've got teams that are fighting to win the Scottish Premier League, right, because there's, there's parity now, right, mm -hmm. with the rest mm -hmm. of the league. They've got an opportunity as well to maybe go into Champions League qualifying, and teams are going to experience things in football that they've never experienced before because no team in Scotland, apart from Celtic and Rangers, are going to win the Scottish Premier League. They're not going to get into Champions League. They're not going to get to experience the stuff that Celtic and Rangers do. And I think it would just create a whole new lease of life for the country. But why, why would it, you know, the English system invite them in? Why, why would an Aston Villa or, or a Leicester or that that kind of size club want to have giants invited into their league, and, and they are giants. Rangers and Celtic are giants. Potentially, they could be financial giants as well in in that system with that TV money and with those stadiums and that global fan base for sure. But if we look at it right now with the owners within that Premier League. What do they want? They got money. They want to make money, and you got another two powerhouses that are coming in that are going to add more. Yeah. More True. money to the pot. Absolutely. Okay, play me, play me a little game here. Where do Celtic and Rangers in the in the table in the prem? Where do they are they? Where are they? Rock bottom. 
rock bottom, like oh. fighting for relegation, both of them? Relegation, yeah. yeah. Wow. 100 percent they'll be you see the champions mid, league, right? they, they, yeah i know i know i just wanted to hear from you guys so they'd be mid, the mid table to lower in the in the championship mm. but if yeah if they were invited into english football they wouldn't be in the prem right they, okay. they'd probably be invited in mid table maybe league right. maybe league one who knows right. they'd be in, and then work their way up right and, and the fans will support them yeah right yeah <laughs> This, uh, this conversation also started because Kyle Laren, Lucas Cavallini signed with Tijuana. Yep, back yeah. to Mexico. Yeah, and that's his second time back, right? So, yeah, um, I think Mexican football suits him. And why is that? Well there, right? Yeah, I just think he's he's done very, very well, you know, in his previous spells in Mexico. You know, I think that football, that brand, it, it just suits him. He does well down there. Really I think I always wonder why a, a guy like him wouldn't give and maybe try a, a, t- a league like Scotland a, a bash because he is so physical, right? Yeah, he, he likes to mix it up. He'd be a bit of a you know battering ram in that area. He, he might do well there, but I don't know. Yeah, but it's difficult because if you're not if you're not going to go to Celtic or Rangers, you know, if you go to Scotland, where are you going to go after that? Mm. Where are you going to go? Unless you're one of the top top players, yeah, you can you can be lost there, can't you? Yeah, you know, apart from Celtic Rangers, everybody used to say, you know, when I was in England, like you, you go to Scotland to die, like you go into that league and you're really that was yeah. the, that was a feeling, yeah. was it within the player ranks? Yeah, unless you go to Celtic or Rangers, the top two clubs, you know, interesting. And don't get, don't, I'm not taking anything away from you know the the other teams, but like it's it's hard to, and you don't hear it too often, where you know a player from from Hearts or a Kilmarnock or Ross County. Ends up going to the Premier League. No, very Never rare. Here. Very rare. You know, from yeah. from Celtic and Rangers. Yeah, you go. I mean, there's loads of players that, you know, Tierney ended up going from Celtic and he went to to Arsenal. And you well, look at Van Van Dijk went from Celtic, right? Yeah, <laughs> you hear, yeah. Of course, you hear you hear a lot of players that go from Celtic and go from Rangers, and they they end up going into the Premier League or they go Championship, right? Like Simon mm-hmm. Donnelly ended up going to Sheffield Wednesday, and you know, but yeah. Yep, yep, interesting, interesting. Still, it's a fun weekend of, of action, and uh, of course, you got to see all that on Fubo TV. Sign up fubotv.com slash footy prime, and some midweek action, as, as Jimmy mentioned there. United is playing Leeds midweek, and uh, there'll be some value in that one for sure. Midweek games, often you get some odd results, so there's value if you want to jump on the Leeds bandwagon with Jimmy Brennan. Yeah, $110. $110 we won. Yep. What was it? Because yeah. we took... Uh, um, Everton, oh, Everton, right? yeah, Everton against Arsenal. Yep, yep, that's right. So, and so what uh, yeah. did what was JC saying? He chickened out. He got all nervous with about eighty hey, minutes in, and he cashed out at he one. Cashed out. I was like, why? Why are you cashing out right now? They don't. I encouraged him to. I but say, they don't look on. like they're gonna lose. They just uh, did not look like they were gonna lose. Like, why are you pulling out? Why are you doing this? I, right now? Like under- I, I had money on that one as well. My myself, like like two bucks. Yeah. What did you cash out at? Uh, you know, I forget what it was now. At one like, point, it was at two thirty-six. I almost cashed out thirty-six cents. Why? <laughs> I didn't. It was more than that in the end. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm getting nervous, I, Jimmy. I'm, I'm getting nervous. There's thirty-six my... cents on the line. Yeah, I was you know like, as, as that bet was going on, and I'm texting JC and you guys going, JC. You put that bet on, right? He goes, Yeah, yeah, good, perfect. We're in a good spot right now. Yeah, but I cashed out. What the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean you cashed out? <laughs> Why? Why? We still We're going to win that. <laughs> Guaranteed money, though. You have 20 bucks and you get 110 back. That's pretty good. That's right. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. 
Anyway, all right, listen, let's uh, say farewell. We're back on Tuesday morning. Um, fans of the Canadian national team, men's team, and women's team, um, don't miss it. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we won't say why or whom will join us, but tune in then and you'll find out. Keep buying newspapers, everyone. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Wonger. Craig, wherever you are, we miss you. For Cheers for listening. <laughs> oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Craig, and Donnie, Jimmy, JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.